We got music here at the Fishing Guide Podcast. It's early, but you know what? We're up and we're going. That's right. Excited because one of my longtime friends, been a friend forever and ever, one of our mutual friends, we'll even throw it out there, Brighton Branham, if you're listening. Uh, One of the best guides in the United States. There you go. No exaggeration. Sam Rayburn. But the reason why Wes is here, not talk about Brian, but he's here to talk about, um, he's actually the it's the fishing brand line manager. Is that close? Yeah, yeah manage the fishing brands at GSM. That'd be Bill Lewis, okay. uh, Yamamoto, right. Buckeye, and uh, Steel Shed, the blade bait company. Of course, my roots are with Bill Lewis. That's yep. where I worked for 17 years. But we partnered up with Yamamoto, brand that I was always a big fan of, honestly. I've thrown Cinco's my whole life, as most right. every fisherman has. Uh-huh. Uh, but, man, they are doing some really cool stuff right now. And the thing that's exciting about working with these folks is they are all about product development. Right. And so let's go back a little bit in the history. We're yeah. looking back in your yearbook, the yearbook of right. fishing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you right. actually uh, started with Bill Lewis. How, how did that start? How did that actually yeah. start? Yeah. Well, as you know, Bill was my grandfather. So uh-huh. um, grew up around the business. And uh, what I went to college for was marketing. And so that's where I entered in and... Uh, you know, pretty quickly there, I found myself getting into a lot more than marketing. Um, you know, they had gone through some real rough times as a company in the right. early 2000s. And um, at one point, we were even painting lures in an auto body shop Wow! <laughs> for a couple of years. And uh, we got through it. And, um, you know, thanks to the good Lord, we were able to grow the company you know, six times the size of what it was back then. And, right. Um, then this past year, we ended up merging with a few different partners there. So, Yeah. yeah. So that's where you are now. Yeah. So uh, development, before you uh, become part of where you are now, you did have, you always brought out new colors, right? Isn't it oh, right? yeah. You brought out I mean, some. What are some with, of the most With the rattle popular? trap, you know, yeah. color is a big thing. What, and, what uh, was most yeah. color like before? before just like last year but what was some of those that you put out there like rayburn red or a color that you put out that just like everyone had to have yeah well the number one selling color by far is chrome and blue and so uh, Uh just the chrome patterns in general really just do good Uh, nationally you know it's not like a regional color by any means it's just a very kind of work anywhere type of color right um, the reds are real big down south on the large grassy reservoirs uh-huh. like Gunnersville and Seminole and Rayburn, right. and lakes like that. Um, but yeah, every year we look at our, our numbers simply and what's selling and what's not, and right. we have a threshold we set. And if it falls below that threshold, we cut it. And, <laughs> and then at the same time, we're always in discussion with our pro staff and with our tackle shops. Right. You know, what's trending? What do you want? What do you need? What ideas do you have? And right. we always try each year. And sure enough, we'll come up with about six or eight new colors. And typically about two of them will survive forever. And, you know, about four of them will end up getting cut. Right. But you got to throw stuff at the board and see what sticks. And yeah. that, that takes us over to this. Yeah. I, I, let's start at the very right because I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. Perfect idea for a lure. Yeah. Probably everyone out there that throws a jerk bait and has um, an right. active target or a Garmin, you know, has some sort of live sonar. Yeah. They're like, man, if I could only see my lure better. 
Yeah. Why not yeah. build it, right? Wes says. Yeah, so that's that's the scope stick. Uh, obviously right. made for scoping. Uh, uh-huh. You know, using that forward-facing sonar technology, jerk baits have become a big part of that pattern. Right. This one here, we went ahead and designed it to make it work a little bit better in that application. Right. Uh, we put a, a flattened side on this jerk bait. So with that flatter side, you have more surface area for that sonar to bounce off the bait when it's shooting at it. Right. Another thing we did, if you can see it in the package here, but the lip design is very unique. Uh-huh. And it allows this bait to do sharp angle turns so that the whole side of the bait is facing towards facing. the sonar. Right. So it's getting a better read on it that way, too. And it's going to stay within about a two-foot radius, but it's not only going to go sideways. It's going to dart up, down, wow. all over within that two-foot radius. So very erratic. So far, we've had amazing results. We've caught a lot of fish on it. Um, our, my associate brand manager, Jack Dice, right. who uh, fishes a lot more than I do. He's fishing the opens right now. Uh huh. First day out with this, he caught 42 pounds best five fish wow and uh you know it was just the best day he's ever had so anyway right. it's all on video too by the way he got the his gopro going the whole time gonna, gonna have to check that yeah. out yeah so you have you have this let's talk about sizes you also have different models and sizes that's right so we have the 100 millimeter smaller size okay then the 120 millimeter larger size okay and this little guy we make a floater all and right. we make a four to six foot suspender. Okay. The bigger one, we make four different ranges in. We make right. a floater. We make a shallow suspender at four to six feet, a deep suspender at seven wow. to ten feet. Right. And then that sinking model that'll get on ten foot plus. Right. So if you have fish in a brush pile at 15, 16 feet, you can fire it out there. Right. Reel it down and then count it down with the sinking. You don't really have to count. You're watching these days, right? That's right. So, uh, yeah pretty effective and uh, we call it the scope stick how many colors you, does this come in and does it come in the only mm-hmm. color that matters table rock it does come in table rock shad you <laughs> got to have that one in a jerk bait no doubt about it aaron martin's taught me that early on he was That's real big on that color um but yeah we have 12 right now but we will be expanding i mean right. you'll uh, we'll easily have 20 plus colors probably by next year right. yeah. so you brought some other stuff you saw yeah some so on the yamamoto side you know yamamoto Kind of like Bill Lewis, where they were known for their rattle trap, and uh, Yamamoto's really known for their Cinco. Right. They have really stepped up on developing new products. So this one here, you know, I would say of the the three, it's probably the, the least innovative, to be honest. It's a three-inch right. Cinco. Right. But what's different about it from a regular Cinco is it has floater formula in it. Right. And when you're net rigging, that's right. what you want, right? You want uh-huh. that little bait to stand up so the fish can see it off the bottom. Whereas uh-huh. the Cinco does not have that. It's made to sink, you know, the name Cinco. Does it have the same, like, characteristics of the plastic the exact, and solid that's, that's the trick is that it has the same soft action to it so that right. a little bit of movement, you're going to get some good wiggle out of that. Right. So uh, that's the Ned Shaky? Ned Cinco. Ned Cinco. Ned Cinco. Yep. Yep. All right. You got more. Yeah, no. Bring those crawls. This Slinko here. Oh. I love the name. You know, they took like the most iconic toy of all time, the Slinky. That's right. And one of the most legendary lures, the Cinco, and just hybridized the name <laughs> Slinko. Right. But uh, it's really cool in the fact that it's a bulky bait right. with a ton of action, and it's got floater formula in it as well. So you uh-huh. can stand it up on a shaky head, 
You know, a Buckeye spot remover is a great jig for that. Right. Uh, another one, Nico rig. A lot of guys like to Nico rig this with the yep. nail weight in there. And uh, with that floater, it gets a lot of really right great action on it. One thing I've noticed about the Slinko is when I get bit on it, it's more like a jig bite. I think because oh, really? of the bulkiness of the profile. Right. It's in general, it gets bigger bites, like two to three pounds and up. And I get more bites on this than I do on a jig. Really? So I think it's yeah. kind of the best of both worlds. Really good on a Carolina rig as well because it floats up. It's got that floater in it. Yeah, I got you. The old ball and chain there, huh? Yeah, not go. my favorite way to fish, but, hey, go. I know some real sticks down on Toledo Bend that make that's, a lot of money doing it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So uh, tell, yeah. us, uh, tell us just a little bit more um, – about the rigging, so you talked about yeah. Uh, well, you know I'm a Louisiana ways. boy, so right. I just peg a Texas rig and go to flipping cypress trees. Okay, but guys like Brent Ayler who are on staff love a Nico rig, right? And so he'll he'll Nico rig it. Um, uh huh. You'll see other guys that love a shaky head, right? Shaky headed, like I mentioned, the ball and chain Carolina rig. You can really rig it any way you want. It's a very versatile lure. Right. How long is that? What's the measurements of that? I think we're at inches. we're at a is there only over one five size? inch. See, it's yeah. five and a half inches. So, so you only have one size. A little size bit in bigger that. than a five inch Cinco. Right. You only have one size. In Currently that. one size. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then the other new thing. Yeah. This one. Honestly, there's a lot more new stuff than just this, but I didn't yeah, want to sit just, here all day. You know, just that's right. Just, you know, you might eventually talk somebody's ears off. But this Yamacraw, I had to show you. Right. Because it's just a great bait. Now, there's a lot of crawfish-style baits on the market, of course. Uh-huh. The difference with this Yamacraw is, one, the quality of the plastic. All right. Now, it's not as soft as a Cinco uh-huh. because for flipping and pitching, we wanted a little bit more durable bait. Right. But as far as the action goes, it's got that great Yamamoto action to it. You know how the Cinco does the shimmy right. on the fall? Different than the Cinco, though, has floater formula. So if you put this crawfish bait on your football jig and you're dragging that football jig on the bottom and you stop it these claws right. are going to flare up like a real crawfish uh-huh so it's a very natural bait i've used it already a good bit it gets bit so right is that coming in one size or right now we have it in this four inch okay. uh, there four will inch. be other sizes coming okay yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the uh scope stick because uh-huh. that's the the number one deal i think that people are just I can't imagine yeah. that you're just not being a lot of overwhelmed by, stick. Right. by that. So you fished this in some uh, different reservoirs? This, yeah, this yeah. so we've uh, tested it a good bit over on Rayburn. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, I fish Kincaid Lake, which is a smaller 2,000-acre right. lake near central Louisiana, right. where I live. And uh, Jack, he's up in Virginia. Wow. He's out of Lynchburg, so he's fished it right. a lot around there. and. You no, know, Crispin used to guide on Kentucky Lake, so that's his home water. That's right. I uh, hate to put it out there, but Kentucky Lake is coming back, by the way. Yes, it is. He kind of wants to keep that a secret. But <laughs> he said Where the last, he? Three, last he three times out, he's had 16 pounds easy. Yeah. I think he just walked by a little he bit did. ago. He did. So yeah. He's yeah. just mad because Tennessee lost yesterday. That's right. So that's right. You have to get over that. So yeah. um, as this comes, like, more and more – People will be able to find these in stores, right? Yeah, find yeah. These. Big retailers have them, and uh, a lot of your independent right. dealers, all the distributors are carrying them, so you should not have trouble finding them. And if you do, just do what everybody else does and get on Google and type it in. It'll, you you'll go. find it. <laughs> yeah. So you, you've you been 
you know, your heritage and coming through. You also have tournaments we, we haven't touched on. You have some certain tournaments mm-hmm. that take cross, mostly the southeast of yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. United States, right? Yeah, we just finished those. We do uh, the Rayburn one in January usually. Uh, right. Trying to capitalize on that big pre-spawn bite where right. it's a time of year. Uh, you know, it started as a rattle trap only tournament. Right. And that was a time of year where guys could catch a 30-pound bag on a red rattle trap. You know? Right. So, uh, from there, we always go to Gunnersville. Uh-huh. We, we usually try to get to Gunnersville the first week of February. Sometimes we have to go later, but it's usually always in February. All right. But now it's just not rattle trap, right? Yeah. So since okay. we partnered up with Yamamoto and Buckeye, it's made it a lot more fun. Now guys can use Cinco's. But you have to use um, that in during the tournament. That's what you have to catch your fish on. That's what makes it unique. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... It's just uh, those brands. So now we call the tournament Battle of the Brands. Kind of like, oh, there you, go. you know, when I was growing up in '90s, uh, you had grunge rock, and there was a lot of Battle of the Bands, right? <laughs> right, right. So instead of so Battle of the Bands, it's Battle of the Brands. So there that's you go. What we're doing. So tell me, uh, what do you think uh, your most fond memories of of fishing um, one of the like rattle traps or one of the Bill Lewis brands? That mm-hmm. one moment that sticks on and say, hey, you know. I, I caught this on a fish that, you know, I'm here and mm-hmm. it's here and this yeah. is part of my heritage. Yeah. Um, man. You know, as far as um, just a memorable fishing trip, I'd have to say it was the last one that I had with, with Bill uh, oh, Lewis. Right. You know, he uh-huh. unfortunately, as you know, he got into his 80s. He developed some cancer and stuff and he couldn't really get out on his own. And right. I was fortunate to be able to take him from central Louisiana where we lived all the way down to see one of his lifelong fishing buddies um, on the Sewanee River in Florida. Wow. Beautiful place. You know, eventually it goes into the Gulf and you can Uh fish for reds around the mouth of it. Right. They'll come up in the river. You can go upriver, fish for bass and all these little creeks. Uh, There's manatee, you know, all that kind of, it's really an interesting place. But um, yeah, that's a trip, you know, with pops that I just won't ever forget. And, uh, yeah, another one would have been with his son, my stepdad, on the Red River. I remember right. it was the SEC Championship Day. Right. We decided instead of watching the game, we were going fishing. Wow. And it paid off. It was uh, one of these, like, 82 degrees that uh, days that just popped up in the middle of December with a strong right. south wind, and it stacked a bunch of shad up against a steep bank right. in the Red River, like in a um, – it was like an old bar pit that connected to the river. Right. It had a real steep bank in it. You could take that Silverado shad color rattle trap, right, and just throw it until you got tired. I mean, they were just piled in there. I mean, nothing huge. I think the biggest one we caught was four pounds, but right. just fish after fish, just chunking oh. a trap. You know, that's pretty yeah. sweet right there. Hey, that takes us over to Tackle Time. Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures has a complete line of hard and soft bait, so you can check their stuff out at picolures.com. Wes, if they wanted to find out more, where they could find out or any information you got about your lures, where would they go? Well, I would recommend going to BillLewisFishing.com or to Bates.com for all the Yamamoto stuff. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Takes us to the end. Like I always like to say, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water. Good advice. (laughs) 